Okay, so anyone who knows me, and honestly, at this point, anyone who listens to the podcast, because I guess we've just (laughs) gotten real close around here, knows that I do not wear bras. And like, that's not some sort of an over-exaggeration. You can ask any of my friends. I truly do not ever wear bras. However, there have recently been some circumstances where like, I just have to. I've been saying yes to more things. I feel like we've been going to more events and there are just some outfits. I got to do it. And when I tell you I have finally found a bra that makes wearing one bearable. Like I'm never going to be an everyday bra wearer. It's not in the cars for me. But when I have to, the only bras I can wear are skims, which I'll get into the specific ones in a second, but we all know this comes as no surprise. Like I have been an OG diehard skims fan since day one. I am a fan of every single product they make. You know the way I feel about the underwear, the clothes, all of it. But now adding bras to the mix, specifically the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra, because You guys know the way I feel about the Fits Everybody collection. I could talk about that for forever, but specifically the t-shirt bra, it's just so comfortable. I don't know, the straps don't dig into you. It's probably the only bra I've ever worn where when I get home, I'm not like dying to take it off, which I cannot express how massive of a feat that is for someone like me. It's just comfortable and it just does what it needs to do. And I am such a fan, which like no surprise, I love everything Skims makes, but here to confirm the bras are as good as you would think that they are. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A through 46H. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And welcome back to another episode of Usual. I am. I know we were a little bit skeptical and I know we couldn't entirely see it but I am so glad that we came on this podcast last week and did not entirely discount the idea of a potential Kylie Timothy romance. Like we really gave life to it, even if it was just through hypotheticals, because I am telling you guys, I have seen enough. I have heard enough. I think the rumors are true. Um, I'll actually take it a step further and say, I am prepared to say on record, the rumors are a hundred percent true. Keep in mind, and I do just want to make this point, at the time that we're recording this, which is Monday morning, we have not yet gotten any photos of them together at Coachella. We've got a couple of other photos, which we'll of course discuss, but if history is at all an indicator, of course, the second we upload this podcast, those photos will come out. So keep in mind, we're operating just with the knowledge that we have while we're recording this. But you know, last week, we had this whole 25-minute conversation solely based off of submissions to Dumois, which are worth discussing, but it was nothing overly tangible. Whereas now, I feel like I'd like to take you through a few tangible forms of relative confirmation. Let's go through them. Okay, so first on the 13th, we get photos from Daily Mail of Kylie's Range Rover parked in his driveway in his Beverly Hills home, which I'm going to tell you right now, we got that. You and I lost it. I could not believe that we were getting that. That was the first sign of life. And I feel like The reason that we were able to talk about these hypotheticals as if they were true and breathe some life into them is because usually where there's smoke, there's fire, and we've learned that time and time again. But when we saw the pictures of the car, we were like, oh, we're really working with something here. Okay. Next day, the 14th, via page six, Kylie Jenner, Timothy Chalamet spotted on low-key taco date. We will put the link to all of these articles in the description so you can see the photos yourselves, but I just got to read you guys a couple lines verbatim. The rumored couple was spotted on a secret date night last Friday outside LA hotspot Tito's Tacos. After attending an art show, the Dune actor, who tried to stay under the radar in a baseball hat and face mask, waited for a ride outside, only to be picked up by Jenner's Lincoln Navigator. 
One of Kylie's security guards then hopped into Chalamet's car, driving behind Jenner's car motorcade style until reaching the restaurant. The stars, who hid behind tinted windows, went to extremes to keep their rendezvous on the down low, chowing down on tacos from the back seat of Jenner's SUV. Not only did the pair want privacy from the public, but Jenner's security also stepped out of the car for about 30 minutes to give the A-listers a little alone time. All right, this is also then from the 14th via People. Kylie Jenner and Timothy Chalamet are hanging out and getting to know each other. A source close to the Kardashian star, 25, tells People that she and the Academy Award nominee, 27, are, quote, hanging out and getting to know each other after rumors of their relationship began circulating last week. Then another report from Us Weekly on the 14th, Inside Kylie Jenner and Timothy Chalamet's, quote, new romance, things aren't that serious yet. Source, quote, Kylie has only hung out with Timothy a couple of times, so things aren't that serious. However, she's enjoying getting to know him better and is open to seeing where things go. Things are very new, so it's hard to tell, but so far she likes what she sees. And then in terms of Coachella, of course, we know that Kylie's there. Timothy also there, but pretty incognito. There's a photo of him kind of covering his face. There were no reports or photos of them together, but I mean, as far as my logic goes, if they're eating tacos together in her SUV, I'm sure they're together at Coachella, whether or not we saw proof of that, which by the way, there's a whole other weekend. So we could get photos then we may never get photos or photos from this last weekend could come out, but I just have such a feeling about this one. Like I I know we were having fun talking about it last week, but that was strictly based off of hypotheticals. We could really talk about it this week, Julie. I think that... We may not get any photos of them from Coachella, but I think in the next couple of weeks we will get, I think we will get the photos Kim and Pete style. All of a sudden one's going to drop of them kissing outside. One's going to drop of them leaving a restaurant. We're going to start to get the reports of them, you know, one of them leaving out the back door of a restaurant, one of them leaving out the front door, double dates with, you know, Kendall and Bad Bunny. Like I think we're going to see a very fun, but typical and I mean that in the best way possible, rollouts start to play out. I'm going to tell you top two on my realistic paparazzi photo wish list. One, leaving Nobu, and two, them in the car together, leaving or arriving at Giorgio Baldi. It's funny with Timothy because, you know, we were having this conversation last week in regards to if Kylie and Timothy were potentially a couple, their level of publicity in relationships is so uneven. Whereas with Kylie, maybe in comparison to the other sisters, maybe in comparison to what we saw of Kim and Pete's relationship or what we've seen of (laughs) Courtney and Travis's, Kylie hasn't taken it to that extent. But we have seen a lot of it. And we've been very privy to a lot of things in regard to her relationship with Travis. And we saw a lot of her relationship with Tyga play out on the show, honestly. We've never gotten anything even close to that when Timothy has been rumored to be seeing somebody or in a relationship. However... What we have gotten from Timothy is a lot of paparazzi pictures where he is publicly making out with somebody and it seems like he doesn't or he isn't bothered by the presence of paparazzi cameras there. We saw him with Lily Rose Depp a couple of occasions, one of them, you know, very publicly making out on this yacht. We saw him on vacation with Isaac Gonzalez at a pool in Mexico, you know, some would describe as hot and heavy. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if the way that we got official, official confirmation of them together would be through a paparazzi photo of the two of them making out somewhere. Right. And I am fully aligned on that. But 
Not just anywhere. Let it be Coachella. We got a whole other weekend here, assuming they both go with fields and fields of great spots to make out. And by the way, if Sean and Camille are doing it, which don't worry, we will get into that. There is no reason that Kylie and Timothy can't be in that same boat. And I agree with you. If she maybe leans into his willingness to do that in front of cameras, we could get ourselves some serious content. A hundred percent. All I'm saying is that if we don't get it from Coachella, don't count out the possibility of getting it at all. I think that it is something that we will be getting in the very near future. I, though, will say I would be absolutely shocked if they attended weekend two of Coachella. But hey, you never know. Yeah, you really never do know because this was not a couple. Forget about being on my bingo card. I genuinely didn't even realize that they operated in the same universe. I know, but they fully, fully do. One thing that I want to get into and talk about the logistics of, which I think is is an interesting point, is the news article that broke about them getting tacos together. That broke on Friday the 14th. But that event happened the week prior. It happened the Friday previous to that. So my question is, did TMZ have that information and sat on it at maybe the request of Kris Jenner? Or did TMZ have that information, not realize what they had, and then went back and said, oh, we've got we've got gold here? I don't know exactly the way that it went down, although it certainly feels strategic. I'll put it like that. I'm going to tell you, though, if I'm choosing, it's the Range Rover in the driveway more than it is the taco shot. Oh, yeah. I mean, those descriptions in the article of the Range Rover in the driveway, which is like Kylie confidently drove to Timothy's house, seemed like she knew exactly where she was going and pulled into his driveway. It's like, I can't even take the time to question the validity of that, how somebody knew she was confidently driving, how somebody arrived at that conclusion. I don't give a fuck. I will take that information being told to me and run with it. Well, right. They have us by the balls and they know it. Like we were here fully ready to be convinced any little thing ready to take as fact. So then you give me an article with photos and language that's manipulated to make us feel that the validity is increased. (laughs) You did what you set out to do. I'm completely sold. But I want to just go back for a second to the taco date. I need me and you to spend a few minutes here and just talk about hypothetically what that conversation was like, because there's so much happening. Like I don't know if any of you have eaten a taco before. I have to imagine you have. That is a messy food. No, that is a messy food. And I don't think that they're doing hard shells. So let's all just get a visual going, right? We have Timothy and Kylie in the backseat of a Lincoln Navigator. The bodyguard is now standing outside in order to give them privacy. But they are still in a car, right? I have to imagine they're facing one another, right? So they're in the backseat facing one another. You got that battered fish taco dripping fucking everywhere probably. So I'm going to imagine one, an abundance of napkins. I'm thinking like a lot of napkins. I'm also thinking that like the center console thing is down so they can put the tacos on there and potentially, I don't know, a Diet Coke or whatever they got as a fountain soda. I feel like Kylie fucks up a fountain soda. And so, you know, all of that is going on. And then in addition to that, they have to be having a conversation. What do you think the conversation is? And do you agree with me that that's the visual? Yeah. I think that you perfectly explained eating a taco. (laughs) And you know what the funniest part about it is like I'm fully making fun of you, but also at the exact same time, whatever like the juice of the taco is that comes separately, I forget what you call that. But like I also, as I'm making fun of you and picturing Timmy passing it to her and holding it up for her so that she can dip it in easily without spilling in the car. Like my mind, my mind is, my mind is racing. 
I'm going to tell you right now, she's a braver woman than me because first date, second date, third date, I'm not doing a taco. It is too messy. And if you don't have a serious abundance of napkins and access to hand washing, I think it can get difficult. So for her to do all that shit with Timothy Chalamet in a car, and I know she's got Purell. I'm sure she has wet wipes. I'm sure she has wipes that she keeps for the kids. I just think that it's you know, a big undertaking and nothing but respect. You have to understand, though, you're saying that as a New York girl, L.A. girls are different with their taco dates. I think an L.A. taco date is the equivalent to a New York sushi date. Hmm. Okay, point taken. I can't tell you what their conversation is. I can't attempt to reenact it. I can't attempt to tell you what they were talking about. However, I will say that if you are somebody on TikTok who does voice impressions, I think that it would be very easy to come up with a Timothy and a Kylie conversation that one could do. Again, I don't know what that looks like. I do not have the ability to reenact that, but I think that somebody could come up with a very, very, very convincing and accurate reenactment of what that would sound like and how that would go down, which is all just to say the fact that somebody would have the ability to do that and I could picture that being done in a TikTok leads me to believe that that conversation would be easier to replicate or, or get ourselves into that mindset than we had originally thought when we were talking about it last week. Well, the other thing in this, and you and I were just having this conversation because Julie and I were walking a few days ago and she turns to me completely unprompted, by the way, and it's like, you know, I think the other thing we're forgetting in this Kylie and Timothy thing is that Kylie is a lot of fucking fun. And it's true. Like in addition to Chloe, Kylie, I would say is the fun sister. She's the one that you bring in when you want to turn up. And from what we've seen of Timothy, he too is very fun. And so at the very least, I feel like they're going to laugh a lot. Like they're definitely not the two most serious people in the room. To me, they strike me as two people who are very willing to make fun of the entire situation about them eating tacos in the backseat of an SUV while they know paparazzi are around. Kylie is undoubtedly the sister that you want to be eating tacos in the backseat of the car with. I Last week we were saying there are certain elements of this relationship that we can start to see and understand. Kylie being the fun one is absolutely one of the main components of this. The type of girls that Timmy has been dating, Kylie matches up with that pretty damn well. I think that the more that this comes out and the more we see them together and the more we find out information, because I do truly believe that's what we are going to get, I think we will continue to be equal parts confused and equal parts enthused. And that is my favorite type of celebrity relationship to analyze. I never want to be in a situation where I'm watching a celebrity couple and the, my biggest takeaway is like, oh yeah, I get it. They, they seem great together and that makes sense. I want to be able to analyze every single aspect of it. I want to analyze the things that make sense. I want to analyze the things that I, I can't even fathom being possible or being a thing like this has the potential to be so much fun. So much fun. I agree with you. I think my perspective has shifted since last week because I did have that same confusion yet excitement last week, but I hadn't wrapped my head fully around it. This week, like I am leaning in. My head is wrapped. I'm now thinking about the conversations. I'm really considering it as reality because I'm telling you guys whether or not we ever get proof, like shit's going down. So yeah, I, I am on board. I think it's... I think this is a good one. You know what? And the other thing that this makes me really happy about is for all the other people that we've been thinking, like, who are they going to date next? Whether it's Kim, whether it's Drake, whether it's Bradley Cooper, whether it's Chloe, wh whichever person we're thinking about who their next love interest could be, this pairing right here shows us that whatever boxes we are operating within, 
we got to fucking break them. Like we got to seriously increase our outside of the box thinking because I'm not saying this one makes no sense. That's not what I'm saying. I just truly do not believe it's a pairing anyone would have predicted. Once it's now in front of us, we're like, you know what? Not the craziest thing. But I still think that if you said you you called this one, you're, you're lying. There's just no way. Oh, there's no way. I, I would have never been able to predict this. I saw the funniest TikTok though. Somebody posted a video of Timmy. I I don't even know which one it was, but the caption on it was like, Kylie doesn't know what to do with all of this. And someone commented and was like, I have been Timothy Chalamet's biggest fan for three years. I am so obsessed with him. I am in love with him. But you and I both know that it is completely the other way around. Completely. One million percent specifically, by the way. The last few weeks, the content that Kylie has been putting out, I think he's not going to know what hit him. What I'll say about Timothy, though, and I do think that whether you get the appeal or you don't, you'll agree that this is kind of true. The most attractive thing about Timothy is that (laughs) when you look at him, you're like, no way he could handle all of that. And then you see him in action and you're like, wait, maybe he can. Like, maybe he's going to surprise me here. Like, I think that based off what we've seen with him, like he can handle that. And that's what makes him like the unexpected attractive choice. Oh, completely. Which by the way, for any new listeners, not that our opinion matters, but in case you're wondering where we're both approaching it from, Julie is one that like fully gets the Timothy thing, has been on board for a while, you know, thinks he's really hot. I get it, but like not for me. So I don't personally relate, but even with my stance, I I totally get what you mean because I think he has a, I think he has it in him a little bit, you know? Right. In a very surprising way. You know what I was just thinking about too? Something that has to be really cool about being a celebrity and maybe even like a Kardashian-Jenner specifically is that the way that this could have played out is Kylie was scrolling on Netflix and put on Call Me By Your Name and was like, you know what? I've never actually seen this. Like, I'm going to check it out. And then was like, oh, wow. And then made it happen. Like, you know what I mean? Like, no normal person has the ability to just watch a movie and then be like, oh, I, I want that. Like, that's what I that's what I want. But Kylie fully has the ability. Kim fully has the ability. Kendall has the ability to watch a Bad Bunny YouTube video, Bad Bunny live stream and go, you know what? That's what I want next. Oh, the access is unparalleled. And that's not just a Kardashian-Jenner thing. That's a you get to a certain level of fame and prestige and it's just something that comes along with it. Because- Listen, you could be the most attractive person in the world. And yes, if you are in the same room as your dream celebrity, there's a good chance you could make it happen. But the ability to just message or text or DM or whatever it is and have that immediate access, that only happens once you've been vetted to a certain degree and there's this understanding of a desire for mutual privacy. So you know, just in terms of like caliber of fame, desire for privacy, understanding of security, they are very aligned in that way. And that counts for a lot. I just think there is something absolutely unfathomable and desirable and otherworldly about using Netflix and Spotify as your personal hinge. <laughs> Talk about a rebrand. Uh, honestly, Netflix may need it after this Love is Blind fiasco. That is that is true. So I know we're all kind of operating at a different skill level when it comes to makeup. Like I have some friends who they do their makeup and it looks like they got it professionally done. I have others who know nothing about any products. And then I would say I'm somewhere in the middle, like by no means am I very skilled, but I think I can hold my own. 
And in terms of my everyday, I'm just doing mascara, lip gloss, and maybe a little bit of highlighter on my inner corner. So if I'm only using a few products, I need them to be excellent. And I've recently been very into the Thrive Cosmetics mascara, which I'll tell you about in a second, but just in general, a note on the company. For every product purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive, which I just love knowing that I'm buying from a company that does that. And in terms of their mascara, so it's the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. You guys have seen that. It's the viral turquoise tube. I've saw it all over social media before I ever started using it. And it's a unique formula that creates tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. It's also super easy to remove. So it slides right off with warm water. It doesn't leave smudges. And the ingredients are really nourishing. So they support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It really just gets the job done. Like you will see what I mean when you try it. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash CBC. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash CBC for 10% off your first order. Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing me with free samples. So I don't know if you guys suffer from allergies, but kind of a new development in my life is that I apparently do. I didn't used to, but in the last few years, I've noticed specifically as the seasons change that I start to have allergies. And to me, there is nothing more uncomfortable than that feeling of nasal congestion. Like you just don't feel like yourself. And I was really looking for something that worked because so much of this stuff doesn't work. And I found Astapro to be really helpful. So I think it could be for you too, if you deal with this kind of stuff. So Astapro is a first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24 hour over the counter allergy spray. And it starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24 hour steroid free allergy spray. And Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose and sneezing. By the way, that 30 minutes thing is real. And for me to have relief in 30 minutes is just a game changer. Get fast acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing and itchy nose due to allergies. Okay, that time has come, Monday morning, post-Coachella weekend one, where we sit here and discuss all things Coachella, having not attended Coachella, one of my favorite activities of the year. We saw a lot, we're going to get into a lot, but first thing we got to start with is the unexpected, or for some people potentially expected, rekindling of Shawn Mendes and Camila Cabello. For anyone who didn't see, we will put many links in the description, but there are plenty of videos of them making out, dancing, hanging out, super touchy. Really, just to put it in the most simplest terms, having a great time. And I have to tell you, while I was never emotionally invested in this couple, and I really still am not, it is so refreshing and fun to just see two celebrities that are this famous acting as though there's no one else around. Because you know what? It is a very relatable and human experience to run into your ex at this type of situation and just know you're both on the same page and we're going to have a little bit of fun. And that is what was happening here. And it just was really a great time to witness. This is some of the best content that we've gotten. The complete lack of caring. Who was around? Who was videoing? If it was going to get out. Like just the two of them having so much fun no matter what happens from this point out. Like you said, is that's all we could ask for as pop culture consumers. I will say that. In the beginning, when I first saw the videos emerge of them, 
I was like, oh, this is the most relatable thing in the entire world. You guys were exes on good terms that ended up at the same place and you both knew what was going to go down. It's one of those things, right, where if you're not on bad terms and you run into each other at the same place, you're on good terms. Like you're on great terms for the for the night. Uh. That was the assumption that I had. However, watching more of these videos emerge It feels like maybe this is more than just a one night thing, more than just a Coachella romance. Like maybe they are fully back together. But I will say my point still stands in terms of how fun that is, because if they are back together, what an amazing way to just do it, to just be together at Coachella and not give a fuck, not have this like dramatic rollout of getting together, not have a secret paparazzi shot of one of them sneaking into the other's car, just Full out on display and let the public figure out what's going on. But that is the shit that I live for and we really do not see it enough. Understandably so. If I'm a celebrity, I get being so strategic and so careful. And I know some could make the argument that this whole thing was strategic. I personally don't think so. I think it was two people having fun at Coachella and kind of just going with it. Of course, knowing it was going to get captured, but really not feeling bothered by that. I, I will say just as a kind of a general note before we discuss all things Coachella, having never attended it intentionally, I just, I don't know, it doesn't really seem like the kind of thing that I would enjoy, although you never know. I do feel at a little bit of a disadvantage in terms of being able to talk about this with the most logistical clarity, because I'm still kind of confused about exactly how it works in terms of like where everyone is. Like I get there's artist passes, I get there's, you know, certain VIP and there's different sort of sections, but I need to know exactly where these videos of them were in comparison to like where everyone else is, because it's very much out in the open, but I I know that out in the open is still a relative term, given the fact that like they are within their own little section. I just, having never been boots on the ground, it's hard to (laughs) understand the topography, you know? I need like a rehearsal Coachella. You know, when they do sex in the city tours of New York and it's like, here's where this happened. Here's where this happened. Here's this location. Like that's what I need of Coachella. I need to go where Coachella is fully set up but no people are there. And there's just one person that takes us on a tour and points out where every major event that happened at Coachella took place. Like here's where Kylie had her blue hair. Here's where Kendall and Bad Bunny were standing. Here's where Sean and Camila were making out. Here's where James Charles was. Like I need to go through every single Coachella event that has ever taken place because mind you, there has been a lot. Like Coachella is kind of like a hotbed of celebrity gossip and good times and rumor mills, especially over the years. I just need to be able to really in my head visualize where everything is without ever having to go to Coachella. Yeah. I mean, that is my dream. (laughs) If they end up doing a Coachella dress rehearsal just for the purpose of people who aren't there to be able to discuss it more intelligently, let me tell you, Julie, I am first on that list because I just know myself. I can't be surrounded by that many people. I, I I know that I would lose it. I love watching it from a distance. It is truly one of my greatest joys. Like the second Stas puts up that first story and she says, day one, baby, I'm like, all right, let's fucking go. I am locked and loaded. I am in on the TikTokers. I am in on the Young Hollywood. I'm in on the guest originals and the Alex Earl of it all. Like I am so zoned in and I could pretty much tell you what every single person was wearing every single day. But being able to do that without having to be there, I mean- Tens across the board, an experience I would recommend to anyone who also enjoys this stuff but doesn't like big crowds. 
But I do just want to transition to Kendall and Bad Bunny for a second because it's not as though we were awaiting relationship confirmation. That was something we were going to get at Coachella. Like we knew this was going on. However, of course, they were both there. He was performing. We saw her during his performance. There were many photos of them together. But I want to highlight one piece of content that I found to be the most interesting, which was a, a video he posted on his story. It's like a selfie video where he's driving this golf cart. He's singing. You see hair waving in the video from what you assume to be the passenger. You then see him kind of like move his head off camera and can't see him kiss her, but that's definitely what was happening. And then you hear her voice. And there was just something about that. It was like they were clearly removed from the crowds. It wasn't a photo taken from someone else. It was like Bad Buddy himself posting the selfie video where he was very clearly with Kendall. Like you heard her voice. And for some reason, that piece of content just hit different to me. Yeah, I mean... It's a really big jump, I think, in the celebrity relationship rollout to go from paparazzi photos, seeing them together, you know, rumors, to then actual, even if you're not seeing her in video, them driving around together, him not caring about her voice being on an Insta story. Like, that's when we go from paparazzi to soft launch to hard launch. Right. And I would categorize that as a soft launch. What would you? Oh, definitely soft. A hard launch is blatant, like especially a celebrity hard launch. Like a celebrity hard launch is walking the red carpet together. It's full Insta story of the other person. It's Instagram grid post. Like even like a slide five of a roundup where you can kind of see them and you know it's 100% them and you know they're there, but it's not giving us that blatant shot. That's still a soft launch. Uh, We'll put that like a, a medium. I love when we get to the Mohs scale. Wait, can I tell you the first thing that came to my mind as you were saying that and I knew that I was going to come back and say medium? The episode of Kardashians when they're on vacation and they're like, Brody, did you just get hard? And he was like, no, no, just a half chub. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, like yeah, you're right. That's a half chub launch. Like, we, there's, a, there's a big scale out there. And right now we are in soft but, getting, but starting to get hard. We are in yeah. soft but, but beginning to rub phase. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we are getting there. I mean, I'm into them. I don't know. I think that it's kind of fun. Again, Kendall, God bless her, but nobody that is a consumer of the Kardashians would kind of categorize her as like, quote, the fun sister. Not saying she isn't, but that's definitely not the public categorization of her. And so I think this really increases her fun meter. And for that, I say God bless. Have you ever noticed how celebrities have brighter, whiter looking eyes? Their makeup artists have a little secret in their kit. Lumify Redness Reliever Eye Drops. Lumify dramatically reduces redness in just one minute. It literally happens right before your eyes to help them look brighter, whiter, and more awake for up to eight hours. No wonder it's so loved by influencers, celebrities, and makeup artists, and has over 6,000 five-star reviews on Amazon. Lumify is also the number one eye doctor recommended redness reliever eye drop, and it's FDA approved. No bleach, no dyes, plus it's made by the eye care experts at Bausch & Lomb. So whether you're on set, on a date, or running on just a few hours of sleep, you can have eyes that look brighter and whiter with Lumify Eye Drops. When you try it, you'll see that it's what your eyes have been looking for. Check out lumifyeyes.com to learn more. Apartments.com believes the dishwasher does more than just clean plates. It turns your whole place into a time machine by turning the time you would have spent washing dishes into extra time for you. That could mean more time to read, more time to knit, or more time to contemplate the vastness of time itself. 
With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live with an elusive dishwashing slash time-expanding device is easy. And listen, we all have our non-negotiables in terms of what we really want when looking for an apartment. I know for me, natural light has always been really important. I just know myself and I am a happier person when I have that natural light throughout the day. And I also told myself that in my next place, I will definitely have a washer and dryer because you just can't beat that convenience. And I know it can be hard to find, but when you find it, I think it is so worth it. Apartments.com hosts the most rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. I really want to talk about Frank Ocean. Yes, this was so interesting. Okay, so Frank Ocean was said to headline Day 3 Coachella Sunday night, which is you know one of the most coveted spots. Keep in mind, he hasn't released any new music since 2020, and this performance has kind of been years in the making because he was originally scheduled to headline in 2020. This was pre-pandemic. He was then rescheduled for 2023, and this was a date that Coachella had locked in two years ago. The announcement came in August 2021, so it was a very highly anticipated performance. No aspect about him being up there headlining was, you know, delivered as last minute news. So one of kind of the first cues that something was a little bit off here is that it was revealed that his set wouldn't be live streamed on the official Coachella YouTube channel, whereas all of the other sets were. And so throughout the night, I mean, we were on Twitter and TikTok kind of just seeing things roll in of people reporting live from Coachella being really upset as to what was going on. So this is coming directly from at the Festive Owl on Twitter. I'm going to read it to you guys verbatim. I've been speaking with sources about exactly what transpired and how things went so far downhill Sunday for Frank Ocean and Coachella, so here you go. The stage production was supposed to, and did, contain an ice drink that was constructed and ready to go. Frank decided at the last minute that he no longer wanted it at all. All of the people walking around him at the start of the performance were actually ice skaters, had been practicing for weeks, and were supposed to be skating as part of the production. Coachella had to deconstruct the approved stage that had been planned and signed off on for months in advance and melt the entire ice rink and then set it up how Frank decided today with no warning. This is yesterday, which is what you ended up seeing and caused the hour long delay. This all happened when doors had already opened for Sunday and people were securing their spots to see him. If the last minute changes weren't made, he wouldn't have performed at all, leaving the festival without a closing headliner. Frank also personally pulled the plug at the last second on the live stream, which left a very sour taste in many inside Coachella mouths. Ultimately, quote, it just didn't seem like he wanted to be there, but was obligated to be. Everything, including him, fell apart last minute. Don't expect to see any coverage from the festival about the set. Something that is unprecedented in the history of Coachella, the relationship is not in a good place right now. Which we can put some links in the description to videos of people that were there. It really just seemed like, you know, as the source said, everything kind of just fell apart. I can't 100% verify the accuracy of what I just read, but those are what some of the reports are saying. It definitely just felt like a situation that was, you know, logistically a mess. He came on an hour late, yet he has to abide by that very strict curfew. So he ended at the time that he was expected to end while still starting an hour late. Apparently it was a rather abrupt ending. It just, I don't know, people seem to be really displeased with this. Of course, we have no idea what was going on behind the scenes. I'm sure there will be more information that comes out in regards to this, or maybe there won't be, and and we, (laughs) this is all we kind of get, but I'm sure there was more logistics that we aren't privy to. The thing here is that I really do understand the frustration of fans, and I say that as a very big Frank Ocean fan. 
I just think that when you are the day three headliner of Coachella, there is a very clear understanding and expectation from your fans of what that then means. Coachella is an event where no matter where you are, unless you are literally living in Palm Springs, you are traveling to that spot to attend this festival. And a lot of people are traveling for the sole purpose of seeing one specific headliner. In this case, that could have been Frank Ocean as the day three headliner in probably the biggest spot of the whole festival. And so the logistics, the money, everything that goes into getting yourself to Coachella and being there for this performance, people who waited from 10 a.m. at that spot so they didn't lose their spot in the crowd and were as close to the stage as possible and missed out on the entire third day of the event just to be there – There is an expectation, understandably so, from the fans of the type of performance that they are going to get. And so when those expectations are not only not met, but they're left completely disappointed, I I truly, I understand that level of anger and frustration. I think it's completely understandable. Right. And again, at the time that we're recording this, there's been no confirmed reports of exactly what went wrong logistically. So like you said, we'll see or you know, maybe we won't see, maybe we won't get those answers. I do just want to mention kind of as a, as a side note, and this is something Frank mentioned in his set, his brother passed away a few years ago. Suddenly he was 18 years old, kills in a car crash. Coachella was the thing that they used to do together. I, I have to imagine the entire experience was very triggering for him. So I don't know where that factor is in. I'm not trying to speculate. I do just want to acknowledge it because I think it's a point worth acknowledging. But again, just from the perspective of people who weren't there, but were just watching the reaction from the people that were there. It was really intense emotions and frustration and anger. And uh, I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll see how it continues to play out. It'll also be interesting to see what happens next weekend. I feel like a lot of the times when we talk about Coachella, we forget that this happens again the next weekend. Everything that we just saw performance-wise, maybe not celeb-wise, but performance-wise, is then repeated the next weekend. So it'll be interesting to see whether or not he feels that he's in a space where he can continue to do it next weekend, whether Coachella wants to continue to do it, whether they hold him to that contractual obligation. I don't know, but it it will be very interesting to see that. Totally. I mean, and also, just as a Frank Ocean aside, I'm curious to see more Coachella Weekend 2 content. I I consume this content like it is my absolute job, but I know on some level it really is. But even if it wasn't, like, this is exactly the type of thing I'm here for. The thing that I love about Coachella and the content that we consume is that I feel like 90% of the time, especially when you and I are talking on the podcast or we're talking about celebrity news, like, we're really paying attention to those mainstream celebrities. And of course, during this, we are. Like, don't get me wrong. The idea of seeing Leo and Irina Shank at you know, the neon carnival festival or whatever the fuck it is, is so unbelievably enticing to me. However, I feel like Coachella gives us the one opportunity a year to really delve into the fact that fuck everybody else because the Stoss crew and the Celsius house crew and the Alex Earls of the world is really what's giving us that incredible behind the scenes best content that I cannot get enough of. And Coachella is almost the one time a year where like, I don't have to pretend that that's not what I'm paying the most attention to. Oh, yeah. You think that I'm going to turn down Dixie D'Amelio and Noah Beck reuniting in the fields with Landon Barker and Charlie nearby? (laughs) That is the content I am here for all day. And as they say, it's the Influencer Olympics and it's true. And you know, say what you want, but one thing about an influencer at Coachella, 
they're going to post. And one thing about me, I'm going to consume it. So happy Coachella weekend one to all who celebrate and specifically happy Coachella weekend one to all who observe because that's, that's us. The wait is over. That's right. Season five of the Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. Let's talk about something near and dear to our hearts, our furry companions. Life is full of unexpected twists, just like the ones we love to uncover about our favorite celebs. But sometimes those twists involve our four-legged friends. Imagine navigating the unpredictable world of pet parenthood, where every day is a new adventure. Our partner, Spot Pet Insurance, wants to share a message to help make sure you're prepared for any unexpected curveballs, whether it's a sudden illness or an unplanned trip to the vet. Spot Pet Insurance can be your secret weapon against the unexpected. With Spot, you can get up to 90% cash back on eligible vet bills, helping you with those surprising expenses that seem to pop up when you least expect them. But wait, there's more. Spot Pet Insurance plans go beyond just offering coverage for accidents and illnesses. You can enhance your plan with their preventive care benefit, ensuring that routine wellness, vaccines, and more can be covered too. Head over to spotpet.com today to get a quote instantly. Trust us, it's the easiest thing you'll do to help secure the well-being of your dog or cat. Visit www.spotpet.com today. Paid ad from Spot Pet Insurance. Waiting periods, annual deductible, coinsurance, benefit limits, and exclusions may apply. For all terms, visit spotpetins.com slash sample hyphen policy. Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. Before the Kardashian recap, I do just want to say at the time that we were recording this, the only Sophia Richie wedding content we've received is an Instagram story she posted with the caption, here we go with the bride and groom emoji overlooking a scenic place that looked a lot to be like St. Bart's, but could totally be somewhere else. So I'm going to tell you right now, that is content I am so unbelievably excited for. Sophia Richie is one of my favorite Nepo babies. Hands down. Like, hands down. It's it's like no trying to be something you're not, no trying to prove yourself in any sort of way that discounts the fact that you're a Nepo baby. Just good vibes, good outfits, and a slicked back bun. Yeah, and you know what? I, I can respect the hell out of that. But in terms of the Kardashian recap, definitely the thing to talk about this week is Kim surprising North and her friends with the Katy Perry Vegas concert. Katy Perry then proceeding to call North on stage, asking if she would do a TikTok dance with her. North then saying, can my friends come up with me? All of North's friends rushing the stage with her, with the exception of Penelope Disick, who had absolutely no no interest in coming on stage. We will put the links in the description in case you somehow haven't seen it. But it was Kim in full mom mode, yet full mom mode being Kim Kardashian. And that's a version of Kim we've been getting a lot recently. Kim as a mom, but still to her core, so fucking Kim. And the kids benefiting in only a way a Kardashian kid can. And I'm sorry, I'm just so here for the content. I know. And it's like, I try to put myself in the shoes of someone who would be annoyed at that, like would be annoyed at the fact that Kim 
Chuck North and her friends, and they then got to go on stage. And I just, I can't, because I think that if you are in the position that you are literally the most well-connected person ever, and your kids are diehard fans of people that you're friends with, I think you're going to do everything in your power to give your kids the absolute best experience, even if they don't fully appreciate it. Like, I don't know. I think that it's a cool experience to give your kid in the off chance that you can. And so I, I can't blame her for it at all. And I just, I don't know, to me, Northwest is an icon. I can't blame her either. And something that I have to say I love additionally is from what we've seen in this recent content of Kim doing these things for her kids, their friends are also involved. I love that element of it. Being Northwest friends seems like the greatest position to have in life. No, no, no. It doesn't get better than that. But it's not just like Northwest friend. It's like Northwest best friend that also happens to be Selena Gomez's sister. Like we are talking about a group of children that have – access that your average person can't even comprehend and they're limited up. So let us all live our lives with the enthusiasm that Northwest has at a Katy Perry concert. Em, can I give you a fantasy, but like admittedly completely never going to happen scenario? (laughs) Obviously. When would I ever say no to that? Imagine if the first pictures of Timmy and Kylie come from them being at Sophia Richie's wedding and Kylie was invited and brought him as a plus one. Get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. No. There's – okay. I honestly think there's like no world in which that happens. One, because who knows if – Kylie would even be there given the size of the wedding. I have no idea. Second of all, I don't think that in the very early stages of their relationship, specifically with how busy Timothy Chalamet is, he's just like being Kylie's plus one to this destination wedding. However, if we want to remove all logistics and just like focus on the hypothetical, what a time. It would be very, very Harry Styles' Olivia Wilde debut at Jeff Azoff's wedding if that were to be the case. The only thing is, if I was more confident in the state of Kylie and Sophia's friendship, I would be more willing to delve into that theory and kind of enter that little dream world of what if that does happen. I have no idea what their friendship is like. I know that obviously when Scott and Sophia were dating, Kylie and Sophia got very, very close. Since then, I haven't been paying enough attention to know whether or not those relationships remain. So I have no way of saying that that is even a possibility other than thinking that a couple of years ago it could have been. Yeah. I mean, what a vision that would be. I'm going to tell you right now, that would be emergency episode worthy content a kylie jenner timothy chalamet couple debut at sophia richie's destination wedding fuck me up oh my god if your mom is listening i hope she makes that happen i know (laughs) know. (laughs) no we've been asking for a lot recently (laughs) Uh, okay is there anything else that you would like to mention i think that's it kid Okay, I think so too. We love you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for letting us do this. We will be back later this week for the final part of Kim and Chris Humphrey's wedding special, which I am telling you, even if you are not a normal Kardashian bonus show listener, that's some content you got to get on board with. And then of course, the Bravo episode. We love you guys. So I'm a big fan of transparency across all aspects of life. Like generally speaking, there's pretty much nothing I wouldn't rather be told straight up. But specifically when I'm buying something or paying for a service, 
I just want to know what I'm getting myself into. And oftentimes there can be so much nonsense or so much yada yada. For example, sneaky terms hidden in the fine print of contracts or bills that randomly go up without properly alerting you or budget airlines with cheap fares, but then exorbitant fees to make up for it elsewhere. And we just should not need to be dealing with this type of yada yada in our lives. And yes, you could read every single word of every single contract, and that's one way of avoiding it. Or you can go with a trusted brand like Metro by T-Mobile that helps you to get ahead and not pull you back. That's right. You don't take yada yada from life, so don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada, which honestly gives so much peace of mind. Like you shouldn't have to compromise for an okay option with sacrifices when you really deserve that full transparency. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide.